Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry, with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our week nine, Tuesday NFL episode. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. We are coming off a three and two week in our contest, which we reviewed extensively in our Sunday night recap episode just before Sunday night football. And as we said on that show, a lot of lines we liked then have already moved, which is why you need to listen to the Sunday show if you want to get the best of the number. Today, we will get to our Simon Says and our exec decision. This episode will look at the entire board, all 16 games, as we do every Tuesday. Yes, I'm foreshadowing a reviewer who is complaining we don't do every game. As we begin narrowing down, the five picks will enter in the Favorites podcast $100,000 pro football kick, pick em contest, which is still open for signups, still free to play, still awarding weekly and season-long cash prizes at favorites.actionnetwork.com. Halfway through the season, Simon and I are now in 209th place in our contest. Out of over 11,500 entries, we are inside the top 2%. Not too shabby, my BFF. Let's bring him in, folks. My co-host, my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Simon, Simon, Simon. Very early on Monday morning, very early yesterday, I was making my double espresso, as I do every morning. And you know what popped into my head? It wasn't like global events. It wasn't my teenage son preparing for the SATs wasn't an overseas trip I have to make next week. It was, wow, this is going to be a fun betting week. What do you say to that? First of all, happy Halloween, Chad. Uh, happy Halloween, buddy. You're seeing ghosts. I know we've talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> great day. Great week. You know, before, when everyone went to bed last night, my favorite team, the Sixers got rid of James Harden, who I absolutely hate have true disdain for the man and he kind of ruined the sport for me where I didn't even care about the Sixers. So he's gone. So life is good. I don't know if you follow at all what's happening in actual football across the sea, but there's a British kid named Jude Bellingham and he is basically 20 years old. Chad, he plays for Real Madrid. And last night he won 
basically the best player in the world under 21 award, which I know it doesn't mean much to you, but as someone who's British, who loves British soccer, I'm flying out right now. And basically everyone in England singing like this song, you know, Hey Jude, like that's become his like anthem. He has gone from, you know, pretty well known to now everyone in the world knows who this kid is. So pretty exciting 24 hours here for me. Fan of the Sixers, they got rid of Harden and England might have the best player in the world under 21. Uh, Simon, so many people in the chat right now demanding an update on Halloween about the ghosts in your apartment. <laughs> it was also the night that the skeletons came to life. Chad, Chad does probably doesn't doesn't even remember what it was like to be a single male at all. He's always always has someone in the house with him. I never do. And I am a weird creature too. We're like. I'll go days sometimes, Chad, without ever turning a light on in my apartment. I'll just use my cell phone light or the TV light. Like, I'm a true curmudgeon when it comes to having the lights off in my place. The lights have not been off in my apartment now in over whatever it is, five days. Like, all the lights stay on. Even during the day, I keep the lights on. No weird markings on my body, but I have had the weird thing where I'll wake up at 3 in the morning and all my clocks will say, like, 666. And I'd be like, what's happening that right is now? Bullshit. I just don't <laughs> no, nothing, that. nothing weird. Honestly, I, I just the random things keep falling off. But I, I'm telling you this, I will not turn the lights off. Like I need the lights on. I'm still spooked. But I think after Halloween, I'll, I'll be able to go back to normal. It's just it's the day of the dead. It's as close as we get. Right. Isn't that the the old pagan celebration of uh, Halloween? So I'm, I'm definitely spooked. But I'm one of those people where I try not to believe in it, because apparently if you believe in it, it makes it become more real so i'm trying to play it cool and be like yeah there's no ghost but deep down i'm I'm terrified listen i'll tell you right now you and i i think are of the same mind here supernatural 100 real i am a firm believer i'm a firm believer that there is life beyond the planet earth i think it's incredibly egotistical to believe otherwise uh and um to not believe that there's life beyond earth and that they are probably already here. And uh, why do we assume that they'll look the way that they are supposed to look in movies? So I'm all for alien life. I'm all for ghost life. I come in peace. I'm a friend to everybody. Uh, Simon, if you need a place to stay, the lights are always on in my house. I live with light 24-7. As a reminder, the Favorites Podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 or older in Kentucky. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. As a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. Here's our contest update. Week 8 winners roundup. Week 8 in the contest, we had 105 entries finish 5-0. and 0. That's just 2%. We had a two-way tie for first place. Congrats to our winners, Cushman and Vinman34. This week's Producers Cup Award goes to Sick Pig for finishing dead fucking last in the week eight contest going 0-5, missing the tiebreaker by 315 yards. Sick Pig, please email 
producer Matt Mitchell at podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your non-cash prize. Thanks for playing. Week nine in our contest is now live and the Monday Night Football tiebreaker is total rushing yards on Monday Night Football. Good luck, everybody. All right. Quick futures update. Uh, Justin Herbert, lead the league in passing, 25 to one. Done. Tyreek Hill, lead the league in receiving yards. He's all alone. We got him at nine to one. A.J. Brown, five straight games, 125 yards receiving. He's making a run. Jalen Carter, still minus money to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, let's get to week nine. First game up, Tennessee-Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's a three-point favorite, Thursday night game. We discussed it on Sunday night. We don't love this game. Open to two and a half, bet up to three. Makes sense. Only makes me want to bet the Titans, which I don't want to do. I don't want Mitch Trubisky. I don't want Kenny Pickett. Brandon Anderson did a great job breaking down Will Levis's game against the Falcons. You know, we had four touchdowns, which is more than Ryan Tannehill has this whole season so far. He basically pointed out that when he was in passing downs that were unexpected, he was outstanding, but he was terrible when the Falcons were expecting a pass. And that was the Falcons defense. You can only imagine the Steelers who are significantly better. Feels like if anything, it's an under, another primetime under last night. Yeah, primetime under. I just, it's boring, it's lazy, but... You don't need to be a schmuck like me doing all this work, fielding all these phone calls. You can just wake up, bet the prime time under, go back to bed. Who knows how it gets there? Like the last night was a perfect example of that should have been over a thousand times over and it still somehow went under. And even with a pick six, we still somehow got to the under. So we sell the time. The teams get tight in these games. The red zone gets really hard to score in. And we have two quarterbacks here that me and Chad have zero faith and I have no faith in Mitch. I have no faith in Will. It sucks. It's so low. I think it's down to 36, which is insane. Yeah, it was for like a Thursday 37 night game. And a half. 37 and a half. And now it's down to 36. Yeah, that's that's so low. So, yeah, I'm still on it, but I probably won't be betting as much as I like I had short week. It's hard not to back Tom here. So it stinks that two and a half is gone. There's only a three now available in most books. So it's, I'd still take a but but it's just a spot bet. Don't don't feel great about it either. All right. We're headed to Germany. All right. You win. But beware, we Germans aren't all smiles and sunshine. I'm so scared. Ooh, the Germans. Frankfurt game. Miami uh, versus Kansas City. Line open to two. Got up to two and a half. It's been bouncing around. There's two and a halfs and twos out there. We like Kansas City here. I mean, Miami has not played well against good defenses. Struggled against the Pats when they were healthy early in the year. Lost to the Bills when they were at full strength. Lost to the Eagles, even when the Eagles were beat up in the secondary. And as you have said all year, the Chiefs are grading out as one of the best defenses in the league. Opponents' QBR is bad against them, whether they're getting pressure or not getting pressure. Um, their, their Achilles heel is the run, but Miami's not great against the run. I feel like I want to keep playing this until it gets to three. Yeah, I'm definitely leaking a little confidence compared to who I was Sunday night. I know some some sharp groups. They like Miami here. They like the the, the basically Miami is in a spot where their their offense should excel against this Chiefs defense. And I don't know. I just I feel like it's a it's a lot of opinions and it's not a lot of fact based. And it's like I, I don't really know what to make make of it. Where it's like to me, mean chat mean chat gave the stats. Mahomes as three point favorite or less as, or as a dog. He's nineteen and six. ATS, I can't fight those trends. Like we just we we play Mahomes here. It's uncomfortable. Don't love it. 
Like Miami feels just just right now, Miami's offense feels like they're going to be able to give the Chiefs some problems. But, you know, even if we're down a touchdown or whatever it is, end of the game, it's like we got Mahomes. That's that's the nice thing about betting Mahomes. And, you know, me and Chad talk all the time. We love fading him when he's when he's a big favorite because these they don't know how to close team out. But he doesn't know how to get closed out either. It's like Mahomes will never stop fighting, so this number will never be in doubt. So I wanted this to be in our contest, but now I'm feeling lucky that we can't put it in because I, I just don't have a feel for it. It feels like I'm, maybe I'm overlooking Miami here, but um, it's just it's just such a weird number. I don't get why it's not three. So I, I'm taking the Chiefs still, still in the Chiefs, but definitely interesting gonna hearing what the pros are saying about this one like i've talked to a couple of smart groups who like miami and they like miami now with ramsey on defense like they feel like it's a big upgrade again i just i keep pushing back it goes an upgrade because you played against mac jones like i don't know it feels like ramsey wasn't really tested yet so um be a, be a great test for ramsey that defense see how they perform against mahomes coming off an embarrassing loss something that you know, doesn't really happen to Mahomes. So, uh, if if it, if he gets fully cleared come Friday, that he's fully healthy over the sickness, and if they travel well, I don't. I'm not sure what their travel schedule is yet, but you know, it's a big deal. Like uh, them them flying from Kansas City all the way to Germany. I think that's like a seven or eight hour difference time clock wise. If they fly in Friday, probably won't make this one of my bigger bets of the week. But if they're if they get in early this week, you know, everyone's getting cleared. How do we not love the Chiefs here, Chad? It's 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 a good number. We we play this spot. We totally love the Chiefs. We're gonna be on the Chiefs at the end of the yeah. day un- until the Chiefs prove otherwise. If I'm getting them at less than a field goal, I'm taking the Chiefs. Here's what's interesting: the Los Angeles Rams are visiting the Green Bay Packers. Sean McVay has said that Matthew Stafford's injury is not season-threatening. And that they're going to evaluate if he can play this week. We totally got burned on Green Bay this past week. We just misread the handicap. We thought the bookmakers had overcorrected after Green Bay lost to Denver. Um, Now we've got the Rams visiting after the Cowboys blowout. Stafford's injured. We've got a trade deadline that's still taking place. It's impacted some of the games we're going to talk about today. We don't know if the Rams will be buyers or sellers. To me, unless you're telling me, I looked at my model and there's a huge edge, this one feels like a total pass. No, I have no idea what to make the number. I don't know if Stafford's playing or not. And that the, the line says he's not, right? This line is telling yeah. you that Stafford's not playing. So, exactly. Um, if we're going to bet it off of that, I guess I lean towards Green Bay. But it's like, if, if it gets up to three and a half, even with the backup of the Rams, how do we not take it? Like, who the hell is Green Bay to be favorite? At three and a half. So it's weird. It's just stuck at three. Um, coming into this, I wanted to back Green Bay. I know it's like trying to catch what we, where we say, catch a falling knife, but if, yep. it feels that way where it's like, you know, Green Bay is not as bad as they've looked. Like there's just little things they need to correct and they can get it right. They've just, they've been playing sloppy, like offensively, the penalties defensively, just not getting in the right holes. And, you know, they're just, it's all there for Green Bay. They just haven't put together yet. On the flip side, the Rams, you know, it's McVay's working magic. He's taking a crap team and making them kind of relevant and competitive. Um, last week was the first real blowout of the season for them. Like that was the first game that really got embarrassed. So um I hope they're not buyers of the Rams. I hope they're still selling. Cause like the, to me, if Stafford is injured, 
it's over. Like the guy, the guy is the reason you guys are even relevant. So um, as an Eagles fan, selfishly, we've been linked to get Aaron Donald. That would be incredible if they somehow made that work and got Aaron Donald. But um, yeah, right now we don't know what they're doing, but they could, by the time people hear this, they could have sold off a couple guys from their team, this Rams team. And then we know, okay, Stafford's injured. They're probably not taking this game serious, but uh, I'm, I'm with Chad. No play for me right now at this number at three. All right. We still owe people a sign and says we still owe people an exec decision. Millman's looking for a repeat of his Dallas Cowboys exec decision performance <laughs> from last week. I have an opinion on this next game, and I want to get some recency bias. I'm going to wash away a recency bias. Washington at New England, New England minus three. You and I are both very disappointed in Ron Rivera. And we would like to tell him that you were really angry with Ron Rivera about his game management because we had uh, the commanders plus six and a half. He should have gone for two when they were down 14 and didn't go for two. So that cost us in the contest and it got us to a push because we had plus seven in real life. But I like Ron Rivera in this spot because is, is your hatred for Ron Rivera more intense than your lack of confidence in Mac Jones. My first thing is fade, fade Washington. Why wouldn't you want to take Washington as a big dog, right? Didn't they just look incredible against the Eagles? Their offense was throwing it all over the field. I mean, there's three and a half right now, Chad. If you like what they're doing, you can go grab plus three and a half, which why wouldn't everyone do? The Patriots are terrible. Why are they this big of a favorite? Everyone's going to come in on Washington. Yeah, I'm grabbing the minus two right now. This Patriots team. It's oh my god. I, I know. Oh my god. Sam Howe plays really well against the Eagles, but usually the kid doesn't do this right. I mean, we have we have a couple of games here where he has performed well, but he's just under pressure a lot, and that pressure turns into turnover. So this past week he looked great, but we've already seen it where he does these kind of games where he looks incredible, and then the next game he just falls off a cliff. I mean, I think the last time they played the Eagles. I'd have to look at the record, but they basically lost to three to the Eagles early in the year. On a short week, they went to Chicago and they lost 40 to 20 yeah, that same killed. week. Like Sam Howell couldn't complete against the Bears defense. So that's just who he is. He's inconsistent. He's up and down. There seemed like a team they left it all out there in that game. Now I'm getting on a buy low spot on, on this Patriots team. So, um, you know, a couple of people are shocked by this number. It's just the pros moving. The pros have come in on the Patriots. They've taken it from two and a half. Up to three. Now it's gone up to three and a half. So it feels like the books are telling us something here when they are making them that big of a favorite where it's like Washington, they're they're selling people off. Like by the time this show airs, they could have already gotten rid of Sweat and Young. I know they already moved well, Sweat to the Bears. They did move but... Sweat. And so that's a, it's a reason to not want to bet it. But to me, this is about Mac Jones. I don't think there's anything the Patriots can do to scheme him to success. He's just fucking terrible. He cannot make you a play. Like at some point you gotta just say Mac Jones is not a guy who we can bet on. Yeah, it just feels like Washington's a sucker bet. They want you to like Washington. My guy Evan just gave us a stat. QBs in their first 10 career starts playing on the road in New England against Belichick, five and thirty-one straight up. Make the commitment. That's what our goal is. That's all I really am about is trying to win football games. Hear that? What an eight hundred and sixty-third time. They want to scare you off with a three and a half, but I'm doing my best here not to let it scare me off. Matt Mitchell would like to know which quarterback is more likely to put the ball on the correct nipple, Mac Jones or Sam Howell. <laughs> I think the question is, whose nipple? 
Is it an offensive players or a defensive players? <laughs> That's the question. Oh, yeah, we got them. Yeah, we'll see. I'm really curious to know how many sharp calls we get about New England on Thursday. This, this is interesting. Tampa at Houston. Houston's minus two and a half. We bet this on Sunday night. We bet Tampa on Sunday night at two and a half. You had a very interesting comment. CJ Stroud, the past three games, you feel like the book might be out on him. So I looked up his numbers. His QB rating is in the 80s versus 100 plus three games prior. Completion percentage in the 50s. He looks like a much different quarterback in very critical moments of the game. And to be honest, it's not that def- not, not that much different season long than Baker Mayfield's stats. Almost comparable in a lot of ways. Similar number of yards, similar number of touchdown passes, Baker, a couple more INTs. These are guys who are like doing okay, but not doing great. Yeah, it's going to be another week. People are going to hate our picks. That's just, that's just the way it is, but at, you got to play the Bucks. And we, yeah. you, I mean, you nailed it right there. We're talking about Houston, but even when I dove back in the numbers, it's like, it might not all be on CJ. It might just be bad coaching. And that might be the biggest issue right now for Houston's offense. Like their OC might just be an idiot. Um, no quarterback is put into more third and seven third downs right now than CJ. So they're failing on first down. They're failing on second down. He's putting them in long. He's putting a rookie quarterback in long distance a lot. And that that's an issue right now for them. Like the guy and people don't understand how big of a difference it is from third and four, third and three to third and seven. Like the drop off of getting that first down is so huge mathematically. So it makes sense when you dove into the numbers about why CJ struggling right now. I, I definitely blame the OC not putting CJ in the best position. He's not really adjusting their offense. It's kind of been the same exact offense since week yes. one. Um, that's going to catch up to you. And we talked about Todd Bowles. He might be losing a step, right? Already, already shit all over Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Like these old DCs, these old old defensive coordinators, they're they're not really keeping up with the new age offenses. But in this matchup in a copycat league, he doesn't need to do much. He needs to, needs to copy their teams and put his teams in the best position. So, um, yeah, the fact that it's still two and a half, you know, I'm not going to make it Simon says, but it's definitely a game that me and Chad like. We'll probably be on. Um, yep. I was hoping. The public would keep coming in on this uh, Houston team. And, you know, looking right now at money-wise, it seems like a decent amount of money is coming in on them. So maybe this could move up to three. But, um, yeah, right now I have a little bet on two and a half at Tampa. I'll just keep waiting, hoping this gets up to three. Dogs with totals below 42, of which this game is one. Uh, nine games this week. Uh, since 2018, that is 60, the, the dogs cover 61% of the time. This includes this week games we've talked about, Tennessee, the Rams, Tampa, Washington, uh, five other games that we have yet to talk about. One of those games, Arizona at Cleveland, the Josh Dobbs era may be over, reports that he is being traded to the Vikings. That happened as we came on air, so Evan is giving us a correct, okay? Pass, please. Cleveland minus eight. Are you betting a quarterback we don't even know as a huge dog on the road against an historically great defense? Are we walking away from this? I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to play this game. I might make Chad put Cleveland in come Sunday. Uh, this, if well, this that's is, what I would play if I yeah. wanted to. If, okay. if this really is this kid Tune making his first start for the Cardinals, not Kyler Murray. Oh my God! What what an incredible gift from the Cardinals team to this Cleveland team, where they can keep resting 
you know, who, who knows what's happening with Watson's shoulder, but this is perfect for them. They can sit him another week. PJ can come in and yes, PJ completely lost that game. Uh, people didn't say we didn't talk about it enough like that. They should have won that game. Him having those three turnovers against the Seahawks, yep. he was horrible. That was a train wreck of a game. They can just scheme this game up against this Cardinals team where they don't even need to put him in the position to even need to be make those passes, right? Like this should be a cakewalk game. Tune, Matt Mitchell's put in our, our, uh, our chat. He sucks. He fucking sucks in every way. So that makes me feel good. Like this is such a terrible spot to be in. This is his first start going up against one of the best D-lines in football. I mean, Miles Garrett, I can't even imagine him watching film this week and being like, I can't believe I get to go against this kid making his first start. I'm not going to let the big number scare me off. If it's tuned, even eight and a half, I might be able to be convinced. Could we get burned like that Will Levis thing? Yes. Stupid shit happens all the time. Yeah, Will Levis had the talent to be a first round pick. This kid, Toon, never had that kind of talent. So, again, I'll, I'll bet Cleveland already took the seven and a half. I'll bet the eight. No, still no James Conner, still no Zach Ertz. Like, it's just, it, it's bad right now for the Cardinals. So, they got this crazy backdoor lucky cover last week. I already kind of wanted to fade them this week. Now it's like, a, it, it's given. Like, if it's Toon, don't be shocked if we take a huge favorite in the contest this week. I just, I love this spot for Cleveland. All right. Uh, Matt Mitchell had Clayton Toon in a college fantasy league. That's why he feels so familiar with Clayton Toon. And if <laughs> Chicago Bears visiting the New Orleans Saints, Saints are seven and a half point favorites Sunday night. You said, I can't believe I'm saying this, Chad. I like the Bears at plus six. I was surprised you wanted to go in on the Bears so early because they were playing that night. We knew they were going to look terrible. The number's now gone up to seven, seven and a half. Tyson Bajan is playing again. Doesn't look terrible. Um, you know, my favorite thing about him is that he lives to play another play. Uh, suddenly the Saints team like looks like they're doing what we thought they would do, as you predicted, which is potentially win the, N- the NFC South. The Bears just traded for Montez Sweat. Classic Bears desperation, thinking they're smarter than everybody move, like Chase Claypool last year. Let's give up a high pick for a guy whose contract is up at the end of the year. So now we got to decide, we got to give him a bag. Is he going to be the best defensive end opportunity to throw money at in the next 12 months? Chicago Bears, is he? Is this the plan? Why do you like the Bears here? We got God. I was hoping it was going to be fields and the number was going to come down. Because uh, oh, I, right. like, I feel like they hung that number just because – you know, it was this backup quarterback playing for them again. Yeah, Bears fans are broken. Like, Chad's brain's broken. He thought a guy throwing the ball into the stands is a good read because he's not turning <laughs> the ball over. Like, you're just – your brain's broken. That's how low my expectations are. Yeah, and, like, even whatever idiot was calling the game was like – I think it was Collinsworth was like, yeah, and Justin Fields could learn something here from this kid, how to run this offense. And when it's not there, live to play another down and just throw the ball out of bounds. It's like – it ain't Justin Fields. The re- this Justin Fields is the reason this Bears is a bad team. It, it's just all across the board. The Bears are just bad. So, um, yeah, I was hoping it was going to be Fields. It was going to be a nice spot. I Luckily, I put a penny on the plus six. Maybe I'll just stay away from this game. I just I, I got no faith right now in your guys' offense. Even in the Chargers game, there were so many opportunities, and they just couldn't they couldn't get a rhythm. They couldn't get they couldn't string together multiple good drives and that's just what life is like when you're playing a d2 quarterback in the nfl like this kid 
sure, he can make some throws, right? I mean, the kid has been playing quarterback his whole life. He can make some throws, but you're surrounding him with just trash. Like, there's just – it's a bad O-line. You got a really banged-up running backs. You know, DJ still did DJ stuff, right? I think he had over 50 yards receiving. But against the Saints, it was like, man, I was just hoping to catch the Saints here in a, in a bad spot. Like, they just had a huge win now coming home. I thought they were going to overlook this Bears team. It was going to be a nice spot to take them, but we'll just we'll just stay away. I, I just there's no way I can take this kid on the road here, even though it's seven and a half, and I'm I'm begging myself to do it. It's like you know you should take the Bears here. I can't make this one of our five. I can't ask the people that listen to the show to bet this Bears team. So me and Chad will probably bet it, but I don't think any of you should. I'm so glad you said all that because honest to God, as I was doing all my research yesterday. I kept thinking to myself, what am I missing? Like, I, I can't tell you, Simon. I went into like a 20-minute rabbit hole. Because for those listening, I, I try not to talk to you too much between shows because I want our conversations here to be as fresh as possible. So there are times during the day, and especially like all day Monday when I'm starting to bet games, where I think I have there's an advantage in the number, where I want to be texting you and being like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And I don't want to do it because I want to get your perspective here. I could not find a reason why you were thinking the Bears were a good spot in this game. So I'm so glad to hear all of this. Here's the problem. Derek Carr, as a favorite, 18-34-2 against the spread, worst of all quarterbacks the past 20 years, as a favorite, 17 29 and two before he joined the Saints with the Saints. He's one five and one. He hasn't had a year above 500 against the spread as a favorite since 2016. I mean, I'll take the seven and a half. I just don't know if I can put in the contest. Derek Carr, I'll always make excuses for him just because I like, I like Derek. I think he plays well. I mean, I don't know if I like him as a person. He might be one of the biggest douches in the world, but as a player, I like him. And he's gone from John Gruden to Josh McDaniels, to now Dennis Allen. Like, it's just an absolute train wreck of uh, of coaching this guy's career. Totally, totally. I know we owe you, a Simon says, we owe you an executive decision. Uh, I think the latter half of the slate is much more loaded for games that we like and we're interested in than the first. So we're going to get to it. First game up, Seattle at Baltimore. Baltimore, a five and a half point favorite. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. We liked this for a little taste on Sunday. And I got to be honest, I haven't really pulled the trigger on it. There's something, even though I know Seattle is the right side, on the field and trend-wise, they're the right side. But there's something that's holding me back and I can't figure out what it is. And they've since traded for Leonard Williams to make a, a rush defense, an overall defense that is actually pretty good, better. Both defenses, top seven grading out. Per, per pro football focus, Seattle's offense overall is grading out slightly higher than Baltimore's. Baltimore's rush defense, which is what Seattle is great at, top 10 in the league, is middle of the pack. Um, Lamar, not good when favored by more than three points. Well, I don't know why I'm afraid to bet the Seattle Seahawks here, like comfortably. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I've, I bet it. I mean, I've been been betting it, and it hasn't really moved. So, 
I'm right there with you, Chad. Maybe we'll have more to say on this on Thursday, but right now it's I'm right there with Chad. It's like I I want to I want to be on Seattle. I like Seattle. I like the points with Seattle. It's a nice spot to say that Baltimore. You know, not saying who have they played, but they've been catching the everything they've played. They've been catching up the right moments, right? And um, you know, the the fear with taking the Seahawks team is Geno. Like Geno sometimes looks like the Geno Smith from the Jets and not the Geno Smith from Seahawks, which is like a really comparable quarterback, incredible touch passes. I mean, this when the, when he's right, it's incredible to watch, you know, like the rhythm he has Lockett and Metcalf, the trust he has with those guys is incredible. But then you'll see him just have a whole quarter like he had against Cleveland where it's like He's uncomfortable. He can't make any reads. He's putting balls in the dirt. He's just, it's just bad. So um the number makes sense when you really look at it, where it's like I, I me and Chad talked on Sunday. I thought this number should be three and a half. I didn't really understand why it was so big. It kind of makes sense now when you go through the numbers where you know the Ravens are by a lot of metrics and a lot of people's models, the number one team of football right now. Like they've been playing the best. Their offense has played really well. Even their defense, um, they've had some injuries and they've been playing through and they've played really well too. Uh, man, it's a tough one, Chad. So maybe we'll talk more on Thursday about this one. But as you sit here right now, I'm with Chad. I'm still in the Seahawks. It's just I'm like him. I'm leaking a little bit of confidence on it. A little bit. I'm not sure it's a contest play. I, I actually haven't bet at all yet on the Seahawks, even at five and a half. I need more intel. I need someone to inject me with some confidence. All right. So Minnesota is traded for Josh Dobbs. Uh, they're on the road at Atlanta, five point dogs. Um, we don't know the status, at least I don't know, as we talk about this, the status of Desmond Ritter, but he did get benched for Taylor Heineke concussion protocol that he cleared Desmond Ritter. Josh Dobbs is a gamer to me. I think I lean Vikings here. Yeah. All those points. Come on. We got to take the Vikings. It's. Yeah. And it's the first game, too. Like, they should get up for this game. It's like, again, in a couple of weeks, the Vikings might have totally quit on the season. The boys have all given up, and that's that. But, you know, this seems like a move they're making here where it's like they think they can be competitive in this week. So if it is Hall, if it's the backup quarterback, is the starter for Minnesota, totally off this one. Won't have a penny on this game. Won't even watch this game. But if you're if you're thinking of grabbing Atlanta now just in case it is Hall, I can't fault you for it. Like, that's a big deal. This kid... Looked totally lost when he came in for the Vikings. Couldn't move the ball at all. Uh, the fact that he has to go to Atlanta where it's loud and play his first start on the road, that's a nightmare scenario for this kid if he does have to start this game. So um, it is early in the week, people. It's Tuesday. They just traded for the guy. We don't have enough info to really make a play in this game, but my gut is telling me I want to be on Minnesota. If it is Dobbs, if it's Hall, I'm, I'm off this one. Dobbs played two weeks without even knowing who his offensive linemen were. He can yeah. jump into any scenario. He's a professional football quarterback. Uh, here's an interesting stat. Applies to uh, Minnesota and Atlanta, um, as well as the next game we're going to talk about, India-Carolina, where Carolina is a two-and-a-half-point dog. Atlanta and Indy both started out as underdogs. They are now favorites. One of our favorite stats of the year. Teams who go from underdog to favorites – 43-83 against the spread since 2019, including 7-11 this year, Atlanta, Indy, and the LA Chargers. Three games in that scenario this week. One more reason to bet on Josh Dobbs and the Vikings if it, if it is Josh Dobbs. So, India, Carolina. Carolina showed us something. I don't know what. 
Indy showed us something. I don't know what. I hate this game. This is the corner TV game of the week. And that is why it's my favorite game of the week. Simon says Carolina Panthers. When Simon says do it, we do what Simon says. Love, love, love this spot for the Panthers. Basically, the OC who took over last week, the biggest change he made to that offense was motion. Like he's coming from the Andy Reid, the Sean McVay coaching tree of motion. Like he loves motion. And you saw last week with Carolina completely moving guys over the board. And I love that for Bryce. Like that was such a big deal to him. A little scary back in Carolina after their first win. But I just love the way their offense is playing. And even the defensively against Houston, they played really well. And looking at this matchup for the Colts team, they feel like they've been like, again, those those OC from the Eagles last year, that's who their new that's who became the head coach of this Colts team. And he's done wonders. Like even when Minshew stepped in, their offense really has not missed a beat since Richardson's been out. Like they're still putting up points, still moving the ball really well. This feels like a game where Minshew's gonna get caught. Like the people, people are drinking the Kool-Aid, they're buying the hype. I mean, look at all the money, all the tickets coming in on the Colts as a road favorite in Carolina. Sometimes it's just too easy. You don't need to do any of the work. Get us a three. That'd be amazing if this got the three, three and a half for the Panthers. But uh, I'm taking the two and a half because I know the pros are going to come in on the Panthers. I, I expect this number to go down by the time we do next Thursday's show. So um, this is this is a game I love, and I barely put any money on it because I'm just letting the public and other pros move this number up. Give me that three. I'm going to come in so heavy on this Panthers team. But uh, I love this spot for this Panthers team. A nice, a nice buy in a team that. They were just shit for so many weeks. People still don't trust them, and they don't realize that OC. He's a, he's a difference out of Carolina. Like the fact they're doing motion, putting Bryce and outside the pocket, right, letting him use his legs. Now I have to see over these huge offensive linemen. It's a big deal to me. So uh, I am I'm drinking the Kool Aid right now for the Panthers, and I love this number. Well, look, there is a three available out there. It's priced a little bit high. Um, you know, they're at a legal book. I encourage people to go. Check it out. Um, but uh, there is a three available if you want to try to get it. Um, that's what I would say about that. I feel like you totally convinced me and almost felt like a little embarrassed and ashamed that I was saying I wanted to skip over this game. <laughs> partially, partially because Matt Mitchell is already yelling us in the chat. But uh, of course you're right. With, with what you just said and with the fact that Indianapolis started as the dog and is now the favorite. Of course, we're going to do this. So now I'm excited. Now I'm all in. <laughs> Go Panthers. All right. I mentioned in the beginning of the show, we got some feedback this week that is really bugging Matt Mitchell. He never does this, but Ohio State 444 gave us a review that said, why are we shrinking the amount of games discussed? Are we not putting in as much research? And I want to be like, dude, I'm doing more research than ever. And we cover every single game, literally every single game. He's questioning, why don't we, why don't we cover every game anymore? Dude, that's what this whole podcast is. Every game gets covered. Then we cover them again on Thursday, most of them, and a lot of them on Sunday night, looking ahead to the next week too. Leave any feedback you want, but please give us five stars. That's all we ask. Even if you hate us, say the meanest things. It's all good feedback. Give us five stars. New York Giants at Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders did exactly what we wanted us to do, what we wanted them to do last night. Uh, they are now two and a half point favorites on the road against the Giants. 
the fuck is with this week? Like, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be in this game either. Shouldn't be Daniel Jones. Leonard Williams was traded. This Raiders team was terrible. We don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback. Ugh. Yeah. You say to me, oh, now we got to take the Raiders. You are supposed to take them here, but I'm with Chad. I don't know who the quarterback is for either team. It's all bad. And I, I want to take the Raiders here because it does feel like it's going to be not t- Taylor. It might be this. I mean, they might. Who knows? I have no idea who the Giants quarterback is. I know that Daniel Jones is trying to get back, but apparently he has an, a, some type of neck injury where he, he can't feel his arm sometimes or like some type of nerve damage. Like that's a that's a big deal. I know he's trying to get back and. Every week they say he's day-to-day and no one really knows what's happening, but I'm with Chad. We can just keep him moving because we don't know what to do with this game, but uh, a game I wouldn't be shocked to end up on Vegas. It's just a buy-low spot. The total right now is 37, 37 and a half, which is a key number. I'd take that under, 37 and a half, like 20 to 17. Sounds about right for this this, this game right here. So um, if, if you want to grab it early under, that, that'd definitely be one I'd take. Dallas at Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles are three-point favorites. Simon, this is my executive decision. Wow. Take the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week, I loved Dallas, and we hated Philly. This week, of course I want to back Philly and fade Dallas, right? Better roster, better coaching, I know we have talked about how the Eagles don't look right, but this is a classic Cowboys letdown spot. Even though we think Philly has been vulnerable, they are basically top five in every offensive and defensive line advanced metric, top 10 overall in every offensive and defensive production metric. The Cowboys beat up on an overvalued Rams team in the exact right spot. I think the Eagles... They escaped with a win against Washington. It was a trap game. This is a spot to reassert dominance. They are a better team mentally, I believe, than the Cowboys. The Cowboys could not have managed the same kinds of struggles the Eagles have had and gotten through the way they've gotten through. Give me the Eagles, minus three, executive decision. Are you with me? I, I honestly am leaning towards the Cowboys. Oh my God. I know. I know. But I, I'll get there with you on the Eagles. My my fear right now is just Hurts taking away Hurts' legs is a big deal. And, you know, they made it work last week. But if you go back and look, a lot of that stuff was just him throwing up to AJ and AJ making plays. And that's 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 a big flip of like they wouldn't have covered that game if AJ didn't play out of this world and have all those insane catches. And um, I originally I was thinking, okay, this number will open up two. We'll great, we'll get great value on this Eagles team. But now it's up to three, and the, the value is starting to shift a little bit towards the Cowboys. But um, I'm, I'm with you, Chad. It's like I'm, I'm, I'll try not to let this one scare me off. I'll, I'll back the Eagles here. We've seen it time and time again, Dak, in these kind of games, these moments, doesn't show up. Like Chad just said, he beats up on bad teams, and then where he really needs to show up and play against good teams, tends to get outplayed and outclassed. So, um, yeah, as an Eagles fan, I'm super excited because these two teams, there's always been an excuse whenever we play each other. Like, uh, I think last year, Dak was hurt. We played Cooper Rush. And then when the Eagles went to play Dallas, 
Minshew was playing and, and Hertz was out. It's like, it's been a while since we've had both these teams healthy, you know, best of the best in their, you know, their class. Like they're both very, the top right now, the NFC should be a great game. But uh, yeah, I, I, like I say all the time, Sean, I'm going to support you. Obviously I want to be on the Eagles side. Um, it's just, I'm not showing a crazy amount of value right now, but on the number, like I have this number right where it's at. I have it at three. So like technically, yeah, if it switches to three and a half, I think value is on the Cowboys, but it'll be hard not to take the, the Eagles in the contest at minus three and a half or minus two and a half. It's just um, a nice spot to back them against a, a Dallas team. Like you just said, like they're coming off their best game of the year. They're going to be feeling themselves all week where the Eagles, they felt like they got away with one, right? They kind of stole one there. It's not going to be much celebration. It's all going to be getting ready for Dallas week. So, um, you know, Dak Prescott had a quote saying, I don't mind poking the bear, pour some honey on me. It's really tough talk for a guy who's never played at a conference championship game and lost to a seventh round. He got outplayed by a seventh round pick last year in the playoffs. So um, Dak's asking for it. I'm going to go back in my guy here, Chad, and take the Eagles minus three. Uh, I'm with you on the Panthers. You're with me on the Eagles forever and ever. We are intertwined. (laughs) A true couple of really smart guys. By the way, Ian Rappaport, according to our chats, uh, reporting Chase Young being traded to the 49ers for a third round pick. So Washington basically unloading their edges right now. Also, the Chicago Bears believe Montez Sweat is more valuable than Chase Young. How will that turn out? We don't know. I agree. We don't know. At this point, we don't know. And the market tells you he is too. I mean, he. I think he's yeah. going for a third round pick, fourth round pick compared to Sweat, who went for a second. That's what I'm saying. The the market is saying that Montez Sweat is more valuable than Chase Young. Um, but right now, I do think that changes the calculus on this uh, Washington New England bet. Maybe we do want a Russian bet. Maybe you do want to make New England your Simon says at three. Uh, but uh, Simon, can you name the fastest growing ticketing app? In the United States, Game Time. That's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, they sponsor this show. Number two, because I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last-minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I'm going to open Game Time right now from my house. I'm doing it, folks. You can see me looking down if you're watching on the YouTube right now. I can get in to the world-famous Madison Square Garden to see the New York Knickerbockers for about 130 bucks. And I got to tell you, if you haven't been, that is a great price to see a dynamic team. No matter where you live, download the GameTime app, get out and have some fun this week. Go sweat your bets live and in person, and you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchased Terms apply. I guess again, just download the app and our code favorites for $20 off. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat 
and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. All right. Buffalo at Cincinnati. This game has moved up to three. Sunday night, this game was available at Cincinnati plus one and a half. I bet that. When we were doing the recording of the podcast on Sunday, it was Cincy minus one and a half. We didn't understand the line. Betters have since poured in on Cincy. The Bills defense is severely hampered right now. And the Bengals looked significantly healthier after the bye week, dismantling the Niners. I think there are moments when fans and betters overreact. And there are games that are statements. And the Bengals on Sunday was more to me of a statement than fans seeing something and then overreacting to it thoughts i mean chad middleman millman is trying to play a play a middle here and i hate you for it why don't you just enjoy the value i had on cincy you had a great number and now you're trying to hit a middle what are you doing I chad i did i did i also bet the bills a plus three i you're got greedy. you know i got greedy last night i thought to myself don't be like don't be emotional about a bet just because I loved it on Sunday night and I was thrilled at the number, play the positions and take advantage of opportunities. And so I didn't want to just let one slide because there are games we pass on all the time where like, yeah. I don't regret it, right? We There were the games we didn't bet Arizona plus eight and a half and, you know, a few weeks ago and, and like we wondered to ourselves, why didn't we do that? And like when I'm doing my tallying of my wins and losses the next day. I wasn't thinking, oh God, if only I had this game, I'd be X further ahead or whatever. But this one felt like it could be a close game. I'm willing to take a shot. And if I if I counter myself out of making of winning winning one side, I'm okay with it because I'm getting a pretty decent size. You don't that often, you don't get three points in the middle. I would just go with your gut read was, which is just back since he feels a little trappish. It went up to three. Now it's down to two and a half, a lot of books. But since he's just the better team right now, it's all clicking for them. You know, this ain't the Bills team are used to. This is just a different version of them. They're just not, they're not competitive on the defensive side. So yeah, maybe they'll get the back door and hit the three for Chad and I'll be kicking myself, but uh, nothing's chantering. I like, I like the Bengals. The only way I would take the Bills is if this got up to three and a half, four. But even then, I'd still have a little pause where it's just like, I got no faith in this Bills team right now. They've just been playing with fire. And like Josh Allen's been keeping them in the game. I got, I got a lot of worries about Josh because it feels like now he's going to be trying to do too much. And even last week, like he he thought he was going to outrun this D end. The dude caught him. He yanked on his leg. And again, I'm no doctor, but you can just tell that like, he was scared for a second. Like, he was just like, holy shit, my leg just popped out of my hip. And he went into the blue tent. They cleared him. He came back out, finished the game. No issues. And, I mean, well, I guess there was some issues, right? Their offense kind of stopped after that. But um, I have a lot of questions right now about the Bills. 
I have no questions anymore about this Cincy team, right? My, my biggest fear was Joe Burrow wasn't healthy. His heart, he was horrible throwing the ball 20 yards downfield. It was all clicking last week. Like he was money on throws 20 yards downfield, moving the pocket, stepping up. So um, I've been on, I've been on a little bit of a heater on these Sunday night games. Like I, I've been nailing these Sunday night games. That's honestly my only real fear where it's like every Sunday night just felt really easy. And this feels like another easy bet where it's just like you take Cincy at home under three, especially like two and a half. How do we not put this in the contest? So yeah, def- definitely like Cincy this week. Now I feel like I got greedy. Yeah, but I get where you're coming from. I love a good middle like anyone else. It just cracked me up where it was like, I was right there with you. I bet, again, you only could get pennies down on Sunday night. But how do you not love Cincy? We were getting them at plus one and a half and then minus one and a half at almost every book we wanted to. But again, it sucks where it's like, I worked all night, had runners running all night. The most I could get down was 20K. And that's that's what sucks about those betting those Sunday nights is like, the books are never going to take big bets. It's just it's just tough getting money down on good numbers. And now, what do we see? The numbers all the way up to three now. So that that's what's so tough about betting these kind of numbers. I could only get down forty, and so that was a little <laughs> awkward for you and me because that might have been my money that was keeping you from getting more money down. Facts. Uh, so so for that, I apologize. Um, all right, the last game on the board is the uh, Chargers visiting the Jets. The Chargers are now three-point favorites on the road. Given what we know about the Chargers, given what we know about the Jets, given the coaching mismatch, given given the defensive mismatch, given the fact that the Jets are at home, given the fact that the Chargers went from uh, underdogs to favorites, I hate to say it, I I don't want to do it. And I think we got a lot of options. I like the Jets here. Yeah, yeah. This was was going to be my Simon Says, but like luckily it stayed at three. Go go grab the Jets. Like this yeah. is a a great spot to back them here. Like they played terrible. Their offense looked terrible. You know, it's just a bet on their defense. You know, shut down the Chargers' offense, and they'll be able to run the ball against the Chargers. Like there's just there's a lot of things I like for this Jets from the Jets' viewpoint. A lot of things I want to fade from the Chargers' standpoint. So um, don't be shocked if this is our big ball is better of the week on this Jets team. But it just feels like. No one's going to be on this one. It's just going to be me and you and a couple other pros taking the Jets here in prime time at home against a Chargers team that everyone's back in on. Like they just, you know, dominated this Bears team. I think I'm not positive what his numbers were, but I felt like he had what three or four incompletions right now uh, for the Chargers and Herbert. Like he was just, he looked like his old self against the Bears team. Now we have one of the best secondaries in all football one of the best secondaries to turn over the QBs. And we've seen it. This team just gets up when they play against good quarterbacks, when they played against Hurts, when they played against uh, Josh Allen, they played against Mahomes. Those were their best games of the year, this Jets defense. Like, they really step it up when they play against good quarterbacks. Herbert's a good quarterback. I I expect they're going to step up. So the fact that it's still three, you know, maybe we're jumping the gun a little early and grabbing the three, and this could get the three and a half, but I have to grab it now just in case the pros come in on. So I do love this spot for this Jets team with Chad. Great spot for the Jets. Chance to to get to five and three and uh, against a mediocre team at home. It's a really, really good spot for the Jets. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. 
Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 or older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms and conditions apply. Restrictions apply. Be sure to catch our next episode of The Favorites live on the Action Network YouTube page this Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern. And thank you for making us the number one sports betting podcast and for keeping us there all season long. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Rate, review, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever the hell you want. Just leave us the five stars. Feedback is a gift. Until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern. Love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.